0: Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, Sad, Confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Matt Smith goes dark with Last Night in Soho. Hey guys, Josh Horowitz here with another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused, and a returning guest, Mr. Matt Smith. You know him, you love him. Doctor Who, The Crown, the list goes on and on. He is always fantastic in whatever role he pursues and uh, certainly does it again with Last Night in Soho. This is the film, of course, from Edgar Wright recently on the podcast, a twisty, turny, psychological thriller currently in theaters that I highly recommend. Anya Teller-Joy, Thomasin McKenzie, and yes, Matt Smith in kind of a dark villainous turn without revealing too much. Um, But he is always hugely entertaining to watch and hugely entertaining to chat with. Of course, a few years back, I had Matt alongside Claire Foy on the podcast for one of the all-time great Happy Second Fuse chats. Uh, And then in recent weeks, I had Claire on by herself, and here we are now. It's Matt's turn to be front and center. Uh, This conversation was recorded, me here in New York, Matt in Spain, where he uh, he is in the middle of this long shoot for the Game of Thrones prequel series for HBO, um, which is obviously a ginormous undertaking. Apologies in advance. The connection was pretty shitty. Matt went in and out a bunch due to connectivity issues. We'll clean it up as best we can. So again, if there are little gaps here and there, you might, that that's the reason why. Um, but this chat... Despite the little technical glitches, is a delight. Talk all about last night in Soho, plus uh, you know his upcoming turn in Morbius, his near turn in Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Haven't heard Matt ever speak about this before, and he was uh, he was he was willing to chat about it a little bit. So stay tuned for that. Plus, Matt on his comfort movie choice, which is a much different one, a much different kind of a movie than has ever been chosen on Happy, Sad, Confused. So, yes, a lot of fun stuff there. Um, Other stuff to mention, let's see. Oh, well, we have our Sam Hewen sketch coming soon on Comedy Central. We've been teasing it on the Patreon page with some exclusive content. There'll be more exclusive stuff over there if you want to check it out on Patreon.com slash Happy Sad Confused. Also video versions of the podcast, including this chat with Matt Smith, are available over there. Um, what else, what else? Oh, my chat with Kristen Stewart dropping very, very soon on MTV News' YouTube page. I will, of course, send it out on my social media, but had a chance to have a a long chat with Kristen about her amazing turn in Spencer as Princess Diana. This one is, you know, sometimes the hype isn't really worth all the hype. This one, it's worth it, guys. She's amazing in this, and I really think um, she's certainly going to be up for all the big awards, and I could really see her taking home an Oscar. I know it's way early, and I know it's crazy to talk like that, but... I don't know. If I were putting my money on anybody right now, I'd put it on Kristen Stewart. So we'll see. Regardless, it's a great movie, a great performance. Awards are silly in their own way, but um, but just further proof of how far she's come. And um, I'm just happy for her and happy for us that this great film exists. Spencer, coming soon. Um, anything else I want to plug? Eternals coming this week. There's some cool content that I, I've taped or we'll be taping rather soon for that, so stay tuned on that front. And yeah, I think that's all the stuff I wanna plug right now. Let's get to, right to the main event, guys. This is me and Matt Smith. The new film, again, is Last Night in Soho. Check it out in theaters while you can from director Edgar Wright. You know it's always a treat when Edgar's involved, and certainly having Matt in it only adds to the value proposition right there. Uh, here's me and Matt Smith. Mr. Matt Smith is back on the podcast. I mean, it's not my silly little office. It's on sad, a sad little Zoom screen, but I'll take what I can get, man. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too, brother. Thank you so much for having me on. So um, I, I, I fondly recall always our get-together with the lovely Claire Foy in my Claire office. Claire yeah.
1: She, she mentioned that uh, the other day to me. I was talking to her, and she said she'd spoken to you recently. We did. We had a nice little catch-up. Yes she's was, cool before isn't she what a she cool cat she is
0: she's so damn one cool. of the
1: greats yeah i was
0: gonna i was gonna say i mean i was hypothesizing that our weird chat a few years ago the three of us was one of the weirder sillier chats i've ever had and i was trying to figure out if it, if it was one of us it was all three of us but she was similarly off her rocker when i chatted with her so it's not your fault it's 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 it yeah, any of us claire.
1: let's blame her <laughs> frankly let's blame claire she's the mad one she is quite mad, actually. Well, um, you know, we but, like um, the mad ones. Yeah, we yeah. were in quite a silly mood, weren't we, that day? I seem to recall it was. It was, it was quite.
0: It was. You were boring. at the end. Of, you were at the end of the the press tour, so I got you punch drunk in the best possible way. I think. <laughs> um, yeah. I was going to ask you because I remember you delighted in my silliness in my office. What do you? What do you? What do you bring with you to your environs when you go travel the world making your films and TV um, shows? Do you bring anything cool?
1: I'm in my hotel now as you can see and um no not really I mean I thought, you know I bring Netflix with me wherever I go um, and um no not much really I'm afraid I'm not that interesting just you know there's no comfy creature shoes. comfort what, what about in the I've got <laughs> I've got some Birkenstocks that I wear with my socks um, <laughs> and loads of tracksuits I'm big on tracksuits it's all I sort of wear really But apart from that not a great deal. I wish I could bring my dog. Frankly, oh,
0: I think I got a dog in the last in the last year. I've become that which I used to. Did mock. you? Oh my so god! So did I. I've
1: become that guy I used to. Mock. And it was a lockdown dog as well. Pathetic. What breed is your dog?
0: Ours is a is a rescue pit mix, and she is the oh, sweetest. Wow, Lucy. No way. We're very proud of her. She just won Matt a Halloween dog costume contest and again (laughs) a year ago i would have made so much fun of what i am now (laughs) so what did she go as? she went as a bumblebee obviously i'll show you a photo (laughs) Um, (laughs) tell me about your dog show
1: me a picture he's called bobby he's an irish terrier he's a lunatic frankly but um ah he's cool (laughs) so pits as well because they're they're quite sweet dogs aren't they and they get a bad press in england you know
0: they get a bad press everywhere honestly but i and i i I heard everything too and um i was hesitant but could not be a sweeter being on the planet than than Lovely Lucy. So how is yours brightened into your life? Has it given you some sense of yeah. responsibility oh, and and newfound absolutely. love? And there's a yeah. there's a de-
1: there's a degree of structure that comes with it, isn't there? And I'm, and you know it's forced me to be organized. Obviously, being on a film set sort of most of the time, you know, you've got a you've got to be organized. But I some um, like I yeah, I, I've been sort of here filming for for a few weeks now, so I, I miss him terribly. I'll be in a really pathetic way i'll run up the stairs to see him when i get back to my house
0: again you're, you're like, talking to the converted i get it yeah i mean like, Whoa, you're back it's you and you're like yeah i'm
1: back man
0: I let's go wonder... for a walk so i can
1: pick up your shit
0: yes <laughs> i do want. i do what oh, it's, so, it's so funny you say this i just recalled part of my conversation with claire because she's considering getting a dog yeah. i don't know if she's mentioned this to you and she was she's saying, getting one. She's yes.
1: she's she's gone past considering, and I've been encouraging her. I mean, she's getting one. I think it's all I, signed, sealed, and delivered.
0: I asked her. She was saying, like you know, it, a bit. You know, the problem is the picking up the poop thing. But I guess if you love it enough, and I asked her, and and I apologize for this, Matt. I said, yes. you love Matt. Would would you pick up his poop? Do you love him enough to pick up <laughs> Matt Smith's poop?" And she said, "You know what? I think I do. I think I would." <laughs>
1: Oh, good old Claire Foy. I'll, listen, I'll take it where I can get it. Hey,
0: now you know, in a pinch. I'll, I'll take it where I can get it. <laughs> I'll remind her of that. Please do. So um, let, let, let's get the, I was going to say, let's get the, 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 the stuff we have to do out of the way. But in this case, I love what we have to do, which is talk about Last Night in Soho. I, I love this movie. I love me some Edgar Wright. Yeah, um, I spent some quality time with Edgar when he was here in New York yeah. recently. Talk to me a little bit about. He's the guy that's yeah, on yeah. so many actors actors' list. Is he was he in the secret Matt Smith directors list of people you were dying to work was, with?
1: Hundred percent. He was in my top ten. I ticked one of them off. You know, only eight to go, nine to go probably. Um. <laughs> so I um. Yeah. Look, I. I you know. A. He's. Oh, he's, well, he's a friend of mine, but. I I really, I truly think we're dealing with a sort of a generational talent. Um, and, he's, I'm, you know, I'm really proud that he's a British filmmaker of such uh, high regard, high quality, but also just to spend time with him and talk to Edgar about film is sort of thrilling in itself because I think he's seen every single film that's ever been made. I mean, I know. you know, I, I looked at your list of, of actors and actresses that have got that have picked the, the, their sort of comfort film and you sort of go, I bet Edgar's seen all of them. Oh, yeah. I bet he's seen every single one, you know. And even with music, there's a sort of encyclopedic, forensic, ferocious quality to investigate and digest all of that stuff. Um, so, you know, I learned so much from him technically, but also I just think he's a sort of... He's a bit of a film wizard, really. And um yeah, yeah, I'm 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 really proud of this film and and, and I'm so pleased I got to vote with you.
0: I heard Thomason mention the other day that that he gave her like a list of 50 movies to check out. Do you get the same list, a different list? Is it yeah? Is it, yeah. yeah. Cool, you know, amazing 60s movies. And um
1: also he's got his list of a thousand movies, which I would urge anyone who's listening, if if you've got any time and you're ever stuck on a Sunday afternoon and it goes from the 30s right through to present day. And each decade's got some real pearls in there. There's some great, you know, I mean, I, I spend my time sort of picking his brain on like, you know, 80s
0: movies, basically. Totally, totally. So, so let's talk about this character in particular, which uh, we can't reveal all the secrets of this film. But Jack is mysterious. He's debonair. He's seductive. He's a little menacing. How is he described on the page? And how did Edgar describe him to you in a when it was presented to you. I think,
1: think you've just done him. Yeah, I think I think you've just done it really. I think I, ho- hopefully sort of, um, you know, dances in all of those troops a bit. Um, uh, but, you know, I mean, also he's he's a sort of character really from a bygone era a bit. You know, there was something interesting about when you look at Edgar's list of films that he gives you and stuff, there's a certain type of sort of actor that Jack is, I think, mm-hmm. a bit. and. Um, you know those kind of boxy '60s suits, and he's done such a fabulous job of recreating London in the '60s as well. And and um, yeah, it was just it was nice to you know play that sort of
0: villainous cad, I suppose. It's funny because like now that I'm thinking about it, and the kinds of roles you've done, and the kinds of projects you've done, so much of, of what you've done is like feels like what you imagine movie making to be, right? Like the 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 transformation, the 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 wardrobe, the accoutrements of the sets—like you've had that experience in different ways. Whether it's yeah. currently doing your series you're doing now, or it's doing Doctor Who, um, doing The Crown—these are all like, oh wait, this is what it. This is what I would imagine it is to make a movie or a TV show um, in the old-fashioned way. Yeah, well, you know, I
1: I I I feel very fortunate to have worked on those shows. I mean, it was wonderful doing. You know, to to get to play the doctor was such a gift, really, because it's such a sort of bonkers part. Yeah, um, and you know, in the, and you know, then I was very fortunate to work with Claire. And yeah, you know, I feel um, I feel I've had some 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 luck when it comes to some really interesting projects.
0: Certainly, talk to me a little bit about the um, you know, the, there's obviously the filmmaking. Uh, at work here from Edgar is impeccable it always is but kind of what he does yeah. with the camera and this and kind of these scenes between you and Anya and Thomason and the camera moving around and doing these switches where Anya and Thomason mm. have to kind of switch it sounds like it's a ballet it sounds like it's a dance a choreographed dance um are you the one because you've described yourself to me and others as klutzy over the years do you feel like well, I oh, fuck I'm gonna be the one that's gonna fuck up this beautiful master yeah shot?
1: you know because like Anya's sort of frustratingly brilliant at everything without, with with what seems sort of very, you know, she seems to sort of exert very little and achieve a great deal. Actually, a lot of that stuff was us just hiding behind one another and sort of popping up. It it looks like sort of, well, and it is, there is a degree of kind of technical wizardry going on, but also it's a lot of smoke and mirrors and, you know, a bit of puff, puff, bang. There we are. Oh, my turn. I'm up. And then someone else is running around
0: behind the steady cam, sort of trying to get
1: in. Um, how does it, how does uh, so, it feel at yeah. the
0: end of a shot like that? Does it feel exhilarating, like we guys, we just did it? <laughs> we, 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 yeah. uh...
1: It does, it does, and I, you know, I sort of love that part of the movie. Um, it's uh, uh I was pleased, I was, I was, I was grateful for, for kind of Edgar for writing a dance. I thought, yes, cool, <laughs> that sets We're- me up
0: where are you at on I mean I was talking to Edgar about this it's kind of it's really interesting that this movie comes when it does because we're so in this like nostalgia culture where like the 80s and 90s which I know you and I kind of like grew up with and we love that stuff all being kind of rebooted and sequelized etc and this is kind of Edgar saying like well nostalgia is fine and all but let's not romanticize too much what came before yeah do you have similar kind of split feelings about nostalgia no i
1: sort of I'm, I'm afraid i'm a bit of a, a sucker for nostalgia i, I dwell and <laughs> revel very much particularly in like, like we're talking about the 80s there's something a warm lovely fuzz that i get from watching any movie from the 80s really and indeed musically in the 90s you know i think the 90s were just fucking great man <laughs> i feel i feel quite lucky that I, I that i hit that at a good age
0: right Okay so maybe maybe this is a good point to get into comfort movies since we're talking nostalgia in the best yes. possible way. So well, as so, you know so, so, so yeah what's 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 your comfort movie? Oh man, people have been asking me this. The my problem is like I just it's like a comfort movie for every kind of mood. Like you oh, could well, exactly. go you could go like you could go like a Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of a thing, right? And Something I've seen yeah. 100 times that's just a perfect movie. Um, I mean, I grew up,
1: is Raiders the the one is, uh, where he has the fight in the car. Yes.
0: Yes. Brilliant. What a brilliant bit of filmmaking that is, by the way. There are like eight sequences in Raiders that are just like gorgeous. And just before you even know what filmmaking is, you know, you're watching something special. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think when I, when I said comfort movie to you, did something spring to mind in particular?
1: Yeah, I mean, like a few of them swung to mind, to be honest. I mean, look, right. So I went for indecent proposal. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. Woody I love any more, just looking like a million bucks, by the way. And um
0: peak to me Moore, definitely.
1: Yes. Yeah, I fucking love that film, man. And then I'm like, you know what? How about Ghosts as well? That's got, a, that's you know, Ghost is in there as well. Swayze just on fire. Thank you very much. Demi again, you know. Um, and I just, I was totally in love with her, to be honest.
0: So, for those that don't know, let's brief them off the top of my head because you're springing this on me. I believe it's Adrian Lyne directed it. I want to say it's um, it Robert is. Redford, it Woody Harrelson, Demi Moore, yeah. and it's this provocative yeah. kind of "what if" uh, rich guy offers this couple. What is it? 000, A million dollars for one yeah, night yeah, with yeah, his yeah, wife yeah. who happens to look like demi moore and yeah. they take him up on it and the repercussions therein lead to some complications did i get it in a nutshell well, yeah
1: yeah exactly that's very apt and very well done i mean he's playing snooker redford and he's like looking all cool looking just totally redford and he's like how about okay and he just uh, presents him with this opportunity a million dollars for one night with your wife just one night, like, man, i am thinking about it, and she gets in this amazing black dress and goes on his boat. Um, what is she, is she sort of, without ruining it for people who haven't seen it, is this 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 really, I think, um, I don't know, is this is a great love story, you know? And you're really rooting for Woody to sort of win her back because she obviously falls for the chance of Redford, and there's a great scene in The Rain where he tries to punch Robert Redford. I don't know, it's just, it's, I'm... I'm uh, you know I've I've shown that movie to a few people <laughs> but then, then you know it could yeah. also be like I, I sorry but I mean I rewatched with Nell and I the other day and you know yeah. that again just floored me with its brilliance it's so so good
0: so quotable Richard E. Grant at his best but wait, let's let's go more into yes. the proposal just because that's that's a that's a, that's, that's a that's an unusual pick I will say given what other people have selected because people don't necessarily go like sexy when they come they go for um, for that <laughs> yeah like, this movie came out in 93 how old were you when this came out god
1: 1993 i must have been i wasn't i mean i'm i was born in 82 so okay. uh what was i 10 11 12 13, yeah like 13
0: 14 so did do you mem- watched- do you remember like it kind of Awakening, something in young. Yeah, Matt I Smith. So. I mean,
1: I think you know. I think Demi awoke a lot, to be honest. <laughs> um, but, um, but you know, you know, I sort of also, I you know, I loved Woody in it as well. Yeah, it's. I remember being and ghosts as well, to be honest with you. I maybe I watched it with my parents or something or my sister. I don't know. Um, but um, it. it, it it sort of does take me, I mean, yeah, my sister loves that movie. So maybe there's something in that. It does, it sort of, it's not really a family movie though, when I think about no. it, do you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like one you watch with your mum and dad, is it?
0: No. Is there, <laughs> <laughs> you've never really done a movie, you've never done a movie that, that seems similar at all to Indecent Proposal to me. Are, are you itching to get into the, Erotic thriller oh, part of your career. God,
1: I'd love to do an erotic thriller. But also, didn't they make like erotic thrillers in the
0: eighties, which is brilliant? Single oh, yeah. white female, um, uh, the hand that rocks Absolutely. the cradle. Yeah, of course, Basic Instinct. Then you get into the Basic, basic instinct, instinct kind of knockoffs. The uh, well, oh, there was the Madonna one, Body of Evidence. <laughs> do you remember that? Body one? of Evidence. There was Disclosure, Sliver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You remember some of that? And of then, course uh, I do, Billy uh, Baldwin and Sharon Stone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I man. Love it. This, I love see, it. I
1: like I'm all about those movies. I'm well into them. I used to go to my local video store, which was in like a sort of old shop, and get them on VHS. And he used to let me get 18s out. He was called Raj, the guy that owned the store. And I was only young, but you know, I used to that's why I used to rent all these movies. Erotic thrillers. In-
0: <laughs> well, I love it. Who who introduced you to Movies like who was like the person that was most influential in your life that kind of like helped you find your taste in movies? You think?
1: No, know, you know, blockbuster. I think. I mean, I was a total, <laughs> you know, I was I was I was an avid watcher of films, instinctually, you know. And this is when I was a sort of sportsman. And looking back, I, you know, you see there was a sort of an interest in storytelling or acting, or you know, the being transported into some sort of other imaginary place, which you do as an actor, obviously, every day, but. Yeah, I used to, you know, rake up a lot of funds at, at the local video store because they charge you every day. It was late. You'd get charged three quid.
0: I I got so many overcharges for videos. Like, I lost so much money. Like, it was insane. I yeah. was just not, it was the worst. I was the worst.
1: Yeah, I'd go back and pay like 30 bucks because I hadn't taken it back in like 10 days or something. You know what I mean? Right. And it was like, uh, <laughs> but I, I kind of miss Blockbuster.
0: Well, there was something about, you know I, mean? I mean, strolling down those aisles for 45 minutes and kind of just figuring it out. There's, it's not the same. Yeah. I mean, I love Netflix. I love all that stuff, but it, yeah. I, we're sounding like two old men right now, but it wasn't the same.
1: Sadly, I am. But you know, and going and like that movie that you really wanted wasn't there because someone had, was borrowing it and you had to go, oh, when it comes back, can I can I get, you know, The Silence of the Lambs or whatever it is. <laughs> Species. <laughs>
0: i'm, I'm really you. learning i'm really learning a lot about your <laughs> sexual coming of age i feel like it's <laughs> really telling yeah. so um segueing into okay you're 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 coming of age you're finding your path you mentioned being a sportsman obviously i know that was the first love before acting do you remember like who the first person was that said like you've got some talent when it comes to acting. Did you have some early validation that encouraged you?
1: Yeah. I had a teacher called Mr. Hardingham, who was really keen on me at a, a, a drama festival. And I just didn't turn up. I don't know. I was the football and sport. I was a bit like acting. That's just, I don't know. Isn't that, don't just, isn't that for girls or something? You know, it was, it was that sort of stupid. And then he rang my mom and was like, look, I'm doing this play called 12 angry men. And I, I you know, He's been. In, he's good in drama class and stuff, and I'd really love him to do it. Please, can you try and get him to come to the rehearsals? And my mum spoke to me. So it's my mum's fault, probably. And Mister Hardingham's.
0: <laughs> do you remember what it felt like to be yeah, on a know. stage? Those those early years, did you find like an immediate yeah. kind of like sense of I, excitement? Yeah, I did. I loved being in a the theatre. I loved the dark and the
1: um the backstageness of it all, and I loved the sort of. I still do love that about the theatre. It feels like you're going to war when you do a play. You know, it's why I, I think I, you know, I'd struggle. I, I prefer cities that have a big theatrical culture, so I can go and get involved in that and be part of it and act in it and stuff. You know, I,
0: I was going to say I was I was among the many many things that came about because of the pandemic. I was very much looking forward to seeing you and Claire here in Brooklyn. Uh,
1: yeah, you were, uh, were yeah, going to yeah. bring
0: you were going to bring uh, lungs over here. I, to my knowledge, you've never have you ever done theater here in New York? Was that going to be the, your debut? No, your?
1: I was so excited to do it as well. I got a flat in Brooklyn, and I was uh, I love New York. You know, I was I was I was you know, and Claire, we, yeah, I was really excited to do that. And now, sadly, I think that play will probably come over and be performed, maybe by two very lucky American actors. It's really great. It's a great play. It's worth a watch.
0: So is there, I mean, obviously, you know, we've, we've talked, we've gushed about your relationship and collaborations with Claire Foy. Do you guys plot out like 10 more two-handers that you guys could, uh, I don't, could wrestle I, I with? I mean,
1: I'm, I'm not sure she'd have me again, to be honest. I think she's <laughs> I think had her fill, really. <laughs> yeah, we live really close to each other as well. So it's, <laughs> she can't get rid of me. But no, I mean, I'd love to work with Claire again. But she's, you know... She's off being Claire Foy, taking over well, the world.
0: You both are. Um, is is there is there a specific play that you'd like to bring to the stage here in the States, in New York?
1: You know, I've never, it's a bit boring, but I've never done any Shakespeare, Richard III, I'd quite like to do a bit of Shakespeare in New York, I don't know why, but I've always thought, oh yeah, it could be fun. And There's a cool theater, I think, down near the Bowery, which I always walk past and think that looks kind of interesting so like maybe around. one and i and i kind of like it down there so where do you me, live
0: i'm in, in bustling are. i'm in bustling midtown so i grew up in the city so i've i've lived in every part of manhattan at this point um and i'm not cool enough to pull off downtown really? anymore i'm just not i, I just can't why, do
1: why? why not? so midtown what, is, that <laughs> less, is that a less cool sort of zone
0: Midtown is good. Well, I grew up on the Upper West Side. So I'm like within walking distance from where I grew up and where my, where my mom still is. So got to keep right. it close to mom. I'm centrally yeah. located. I can get everywhere. I've got Central Park two blocks away. Good for Lucy, the dog. I have no complaints. I'm happy. Perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't... I have to say, if I lived in the city, I'd want to live in Manhattan.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. we looked at... But... We... We looked at brooklyn a couple of years ago and it would have been delightful but I'm, I'm i'm you know i think i'm gonna live and die here in manhattan <laughs> i think this is where yeah, i am man.
1: cool cool so that's you.
0: you you never go to la i've never i was gonna ask you ask you like you're like i know no i've never lived in la i've certainly i have family out there and i obviously go out there for work quite a bit what is your relationship mm-hmm. to the states like early on when you were starting to get some notoriety you must have come to la and new york and What was your goal or hopes? Like, did you want to stake a claim there in the beginning? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I did, actually. And and then I did, you know, part of me wishes I still might. You know, I think everyone should live in New York once. You know, isn't this in that song about sunscreen? What's it called? Check it out. Check out that song. It's like, wear sunscreen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In New York City.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but leave before it makes you hard. Live in L.A. once, but leave before it makes you soft. Right. Um, so, you know, um, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I first came to New York when I was on the, uh, the 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 sort of promotional trail for Doctor Who. It was me and Karen Gillan and Arthur. And we just had the, it was like, we were like in Oz or something. We just could not believe our luck. And we just <laughs> went out and got smashed and did all our press and just, I'd say, so, you know, we had the best best time I have such fond memories with Karen um so you know maybe
0: one day maybe I'll you know um so uh, prior to Doctor Who here's something I came up uh, came upon is it true that you were in mm. um Martin McDonough's in Bruges and didn't sadly make the final cut was that yeah. a, was that a was that a blow yeah, yeah, to poor it. young Matt Smith what happened
1: yeah it was but he was he's such a cool guy Martin that he uh, he wrote me a letter on squared paper and it was handwritten, and it was like, "Oh man, you know, I'm sorry." But the truth is, I played a young Ray Fiennes, and it's like when you watch the movie, it, and the scene was me going in and sort of cutting someone's head off when he was younger, in a in a police station. And the truth is, you know, Rafe gave such a consummate, brilliant performance. You just didn't. There was there was no way of making him any madder because Rafe <laughs> just nailed it, didn't he? But um. Yeah, you know, it was uh sadly I didn't make a final cut, but I was I was yeah, I you know, I was just because ple- I love Rafe. He's one of my favorite actors. Oh, so sure. it was
0: Yeah, it's he's a right of passage was, for um, any for any actor, any actor worth yeah. so it song has to be cut at some point, right? You've got to cut you you've got to be cut out of something, haven't you? Now now speaking of that, I have rumor control for you. One thing that I have not gotten to the bottom of, Matt. You okay, what happened? Yeah. There was an announcement yeah. you were gonna be in the rise of Skywalker, Matt. Did you ever shoot any Star Wars scenes? What happened?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't. There was, you know, there was, there was, we we were close to me being in it, but then it just never, never quite happened. I think, I think the, the thing they were thinking of me for, eventually the part became, you know, it, it, it became obsolete and they didn't need it. And so I never got to be in Star Wars.
0: There we are. Wait, what, uh, uh, here's conjecture. Was, was this Palpatine's son? Was that who you were, you were playing? I could not
1: possibly say, I could <laughs> not possibly say, but it was a pretty groovy thing. It was a, like, it was a really groovy part and concept. It was oh, pretty really? big, it was a big thing. It, yeah, it was like a big story detail, like a, a you know, transformative Star Wars story detail, but <gasps> they ne- it, it, it never quite got over the line.
0: No. I can't deal with this. I'm going to have you know, nightmares about know. this now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like a,
1: you know, it was a big shift in the in the history of the franchise. It, yeah.
0: I need you to stop talking. You're getting me angrier. Every successive word. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, there we are.
0: Did you ever get into, like, costume? Was there a costume test? Like, how far no, away did you No, there
1: was no costume. There was no costume. There were a couple of meetings to talk about it. <laughs> and
0: yeah, um well, the, okay the yeah. good part is you still have your star wars eligibility card so and it's a long career well maybe i can come back you never know i mean if you know god,
1: god to come back like... <laughs> <laughs> that this, this is the worst yeah. this
0: is the worst possible time for the phone to cut out just so just so you know the worst <laughs> possible time
1: <laughs> oh god i hope sorry it's because i'm in spain and the internet's really shoddy you know Hotel in the middle of Caracas. Sorry, my friend.
0: That's okay. Speaking of Spain, um, another thing <laughs> you can't you can't you can't discuss, but we're very excited for you. Uh, you're embarking on a huge new adventure. The the thrones universe was came calling. Yes. Was this a yeah, is this a no-brainer of a thing when it comes around? It's, it's just too good a thing to pass up. Like what was enticing about this when when this started to be talked about?
1: Well, it's a it's a it's a big part at the um sort of interesting and, and dark and disturbed part to play, I think. And I thought, oh, you know, it'd be interesting to try on a blonde wig as well. All that. And, uh, you know, flying some dragons and get involved in some sword fights.
0: Yeah. How are the dragons treating you? How's, oh, how's yeah. How's...
1: You know, yeah.
0: Karakseis is pretty
1: good. You know, he's big and red and angry.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the way you like your dragons, right? He is. He's a really I mean... angry
1: dragon. Mine's mine's the angriest. Mine's, yeah, I mean, mine's the angriest of all the dragons. There is no angrier dragon than Draxes. He's a real moody
0: bastard. Look, you don't want, if you're gonna have a dragon, you don't want the sedate chill dragon. You want the badass dragon.
1: No, it's sort of like my dog, you want it with a bit of pep and personality, don't you?
0: <laughs> you know? Is there is there I would imagine on a set like like this, there are two ways to feel, like an immense pressure because you're succeeding Game of Thrones, or no pressure yeah. because you know everybody is going to be there and and ready to receive you. Is it is it a little bit of column A and column B, or like what's what's the attitude of being in something of
1: this scale? It's definitely both, Josh. Yeah, because obviously you know it, it, it's impossible for this show to ever really succeed in the way thrones did thrones became a sort of cultural phenomenon for many people Um, and you know it's it's never ever going to quite scale those heights in the same way because that was its own unique thing Um, you know whether people are ready to receive it or not who knows you never know but we we you know we sort of make it in earnest and we and we uh try our best to deliver something that is you know an entertaining world with dragons and sword fights.
0: And a, a hell of a cast, too, I might add. Got oh, pretty- great cast. Um, speaking of great casts, I've just watched today the latest trailer for Morbius. <laughs> this, yes, a, I've got to this, see that.
1: I've not seen it yet, because it, it
0: came out today, didn't it? It just came out. Look, it looks great. Not enough Matt Smith in the trailer. I'm just going to say it right that's now, what, Matt.
1: Yeah, that's what my friend texts me. He's like, oh, yeah, I saw Morbius. You're not in it. <laughs> Damn, really. <laughs> He's like, are you actually in this movie? I'm like, yeah, I've got loads of stuff in it.
0: Oh um, no, you've you've been in but, bruised again. Same thing. Oh no.
1: no well, no, actually I've not because I've seen it. So I've definitely not <laughs> been in bruised. I'm in there. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm not allowed to be in the trailer. Blimey. Um well that's good though. That's exciting. It's uh I love, you know, it's sort of going back to the the, the sort of movie comfort movie thing. Lost Boys was floating around there oh, as well. Yeah. And Interview with a Vampire was floating around there as well. I, just, I love classic vampire movies.
0: Who's, who's more eccentric, you or Jared Leto? You both have different eccentricities, I would say.
1: I go, I'm going to go with Jared.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: going to go with Jared. He's pretty out there, man. He's cool, though. I like Jared. He's cool. He's too cool yeah. for me.
0: I'm intimidated. Some, something that about your coolness... Cool your coolness I can handle in a weird way. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it's a nerdy cool. He's just too cool yeah. for school. I don't know what it is. Yeah.
1: Well, he's Gucci cool, isn't he? He's <laughs> Gucci
0: cool. It's a rare, <laughs> that's a rare breed. It's Are you referring to the movie? Have you seen him in that trailer for Gucci? That's insane.
1: I haven't. I haven't seen that. I'm I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to that. A bit of Ridley, a bit of Gucci. Yes. Sign me yeah. up.
0: So was was this one an easy one to say yes to? Because you've been rumored for other comic book properties over the years. Have there been ones that have been tempting? And what made this the Mm. one to to jump at?
1: Vampires. Vampires. I love vampires. Like, vampire movies are right up there with my favorite movies. And sort of, you know, because there's a touch of the sort of erotic thriller about them, which we've discovered today, Josh, is my sort of niche. Um, And... um, I've always wanted to, you know, be a vampire in my life. And but so, you know, as I can't do that, the idea of playing one was just really thrilling. And um, obviously Jared is a fantastic actor and I really liked the director, Daniel. And so, um, you know, those, those sort of four elements, I thought, yes, let's do this.
0: So the, is, are, you, are you just starting on, on Thrones right now or is this the next like year of your life? What's the...
1: No, we've, we've, we've,
0: we've, we've been doing it since March and
1: I finish in wow. January. It's, been, it's tough, it's a long shoot.
0: Yeah. I would imagine, Yeah, yeah. I would imagine that's, I mean, you, by now you know the, the ebbs and flows of a long shoot. Like what are your mm. coping mechanisms to kind of like keep yourself? We talked in the beginning of like, you don't bring the creature mm. comforts with you. So how do you no. how do you stay sane over a mm. year of a shoot? Have you figured it out yet? get a dog, get a um, dog. <laughs> is sort of but, page one for me. But leave the dog at home.
1: Well, when I'm in Spain, I mean, I nearly bought him. But then I, I was a bit like, you know, the idea of putting him in, in the hold felt a bit. No. I mean, I, I, has your dog got on a plane yet? No, no, no.
0: She's too big. Yeah, she can't do it.
1: Really? I mean, because if I was, if I came to do a play in New York or something, I'd have
0: to bring the dog. It's well,
1: t- like you've got to be really fucking organised, haven't you? It's like, ah, oh, no, I can't do that because I've got a dog. Um, <laughs> so, you know, kind of thing. I watch a lot of the American Office, which I love. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, that's sort of, it's like a friendly sort of background, and yep. um, I don't know really. You know, it's, it's I just keep you just slog through, man.
0: Well, it's interesting. You just a uh, belated happy a belated happy birthday to you. It wasn't a momentous oh, one. Oh, thanks, but dude. But we're getting to the end of the, of the happy-go-lucky times. Now, responsibility in the form of the dog, in the form of a big number, mm. you, you, we're, we're growing up together. We're going to just have to warn responsibility, I suppose, at some point. I know, I know. Like, when the fuck did that happen? I know. Not it, to end this conversation like... on a bummer note, but just... To... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm fucking 40 next year, man. Like, what's the actual fuck? Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Next year, turn 40, celebrate in New York, bring the dog, we'll all party, my dog, your dog, bring Claire along, yes. she'll, pick up, she'll pick up your poop if you need to uh, go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to remind her about that. <laughs> Please do. Wow. Um, it's always good to catch up with you, man. I'll let you go just because the, the connection is, is kind of shitty, but hopefully we spread yeah. the good word on Last Night in Soho. I honestly adore this one, and um,
1: it gave me that. a good
0: excuse to catch up with you, man. I hope you're well. Yeah, it's really nice to catch up and talk to Josh.
1: And uh, listen, man, when I'm in the NYC, let's think
0: big love, right? Please do. Thank you for having right. me. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get
1: your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley and I definitely wasn't supposed
0: to do this by Josh. <laughs>